Designer 161. My name is Jack Van Ass from Graphic Precision, and I'm here with Carl Kravakis of Holy Carp Design. How you doing, Carl? Afternoon, Jake. Things are good. How about you? Good, good. It's uh, finally warming up here in upstate New York. We're no longer seeing snow, and it actually broke 80 degrees the other day, so that was kind of crazy. So it went from winter to summer. The hell with spring. <laughs> Who needs it? <laughs> so it's good. It's good. It's nice and warm now. But uh, working on anything good? Um. Yes. Fantastic logo project we're doing right now. Uh, as you know, um, got some great options from the peers that I reach out to, and we submitted those to the client. So we're waiting for some feedback. I got to give them the story behind the design because I think that concept is king when you count when it comes to design. So yeah, I'm working on good stuff. How about cool. you? Cool. Yeah, I've got a uh, social media project I'm working on. I got a meeting next week for that. Hopefully, landing that client to be a long-term social media client. And I've got let's see what else I got going on. I got a couple logos myself that I'm gonna have to write up creative briefs for and get those going. And so, yeah, things are going well. It's been busy. It's definitely been busy April, and it's starting out to be a good busy May. Hope that carries through the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. Just not too busy in the summer, because I want to have my time off. Right. <laughs> so let's jump into design news. So what do you got for me? Uh, well, you saw a few weeks ago, uh, we got a... Um, a raise in our prices for Adobe Creative Suite, right? Yeah, which, of course. <laughs> right. Well, it's interesting because they're going to charge a little more to the professionals and then they're going to charge a lot less to the students. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. You, you sent me this article and basically the title of the article says $5 a year for Photoshop. Oh, it's yes. a lot more than Photoshop. I know. That's the thing. It's like it's Adobe's full suite of software, which also includes Illustrator and Premiere Pro. I love how those are the two that they pick. Plunges from previous price of two forty a year for kids. So what they're actually doing for kids K to twelve, which for people that are outside the US, that's basically a grad school up to graduating high school. It's going to now be $5 per student per year starting May 15th, which it used to be $600 a year annually for the software for students, and they're dropping the price to $240 a year for individual students K-12. I mean, that's a huge discount. I mean, that's incredible. And it includes everything that's in the Creative Suite, not just Illustrator and Premiere Pro, why they picked those and Photoshop. Um, Photoshop is the one I use the least. I know. Well, that's, I laughed because there was a pair, listen to this paragraph. Creative Cloud titles also include Lightroom for Photography, Illustrator for Vector Graphics, Audition for Audio Editing, Dreamweaver and Muse for Website Creation, XD for Design. We don't care if you use InDesign, because InDesign's nothing. Like, what? Like, why did they leave that one out? And, and, of course, there's all the other ones, too. And I do laugh that they use Muse, despite Muse being discontinued yep. years from now. Absolutely. As, so, 
it, it is interesting that they're doing this. And I think, like we talked about with the iPad, the Apple iPad that was for students, I think it's very much a way for them to get students into the ecosystem and get them learning. But I think on the more positive side, not that that's not a positive, but the more, I th- I think the more, I can't think of the word, but basically the, the more beneficial side, I guess, and the more educational side is they're, again, like Apple, they're providing the tools, in this case, it's the software for the creative problem solving that they want to teach children. We all know that that is a huge part of education. And we also know that a big problem with education is the lack of funding. And so what they're doing is they're they're reducing how much this costs so that their software can be in the education system to help provide an offset to that lack of funding. So I, I think it's good. Now, there is a little disclaimer here. The price jumps to 360 after the first year. So it's not just a discount from K to 12 the whole time you're in. I mean, it is, but it does jump after the first year. Um, Adobe's always been good to students, though, even when they were having the software package as, you know, these different generations, it was always at least one fifth of the professional license cost. Yeah, and I, and I think that's important. I think that if you want to get these students using your software and learning how to use your software, it's important to offer that discount. But also, again, it helps the education system have the tools to do what they want to do to teach creative problem solving. And to allow these students to open up to creativity and whether it's taking photos or drawing or laying out the school newspaper, things like that. I mean, it's it's important that they have access to these things. Now, there is one little thing that I thought was interesting, too, that kids in college are not getting this discount. This is only K to 12. If you're in college, you're still going to have to pay the 420 a year or $300 per device. So I thought that was kind of interesting. That's a little different from the Apple discount, which the Apple discount was all the way through college as well. And what do we pay? Is it 55 a month, so roughly 750 a year? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I, I pay for Adobe stock as well, so I'm paying close to almost $90 a month for that, but that gives me access to Adobe stock as well. So it, it's... It's funny because I don't want to get in a debate about monthly versus flat fee, but I think that it does sound like a lot, but you and I both know one project pays for it. So it, it's just, you just got to realize that's a business expense and that's what it's going to be. And it's not like we're going to change Adobe's mind. That They're doing monthly, they're doing a subscription. It is what it is. All right, so one other piece of design news really quick that I thought was interesting is Foursquare, which is a location technology app, has added a in-house creative studio. And the reason for this is they were working with brands to do location-based advertising. And they do it, they would actually do it themselves on an as-needed basis. Well, they must have realized that there was a bigger and bigger demand for that creative side 
rather than just the technology and the location-based stuff that they do. And so they've built a in-house team of creatives that is now known as 16 by Foursquare. I love how they use numbers for both. So, and, and, and of course, 16. Foursquared. Yeah, Foursquare. So yeah, it, it's, it's brilliant. So basically one of the examples that, or an example that they give, which I thought was a really good way to explain how this works, is marketers from a sandwich chain want to engage with frequent customers and drive incremental visitation based on current mindset. So what that means is say I'm at the gym and I'm listening to music on my music app and I checked in at the gym on Foursquare. Well, now I'm going to get ads for healthy food choices like salads and, and things that are healthy for me because it knows I'm at the gym. But then it knows later that I'm not being healthy and I decided to go to the bar and it's going to show me super snackable treats instead from that restaurant. So I thought that was interesting how they used that together. But that's, that is based on what it is. And what the creative team's going to do is they're going to help the businesses develop those ads. That's the creative side is they're going to develop the creative for the advertisements. So that's kind of interesting that Foursquare has decided to develop their own in-house creative team. And the creative team will be called 16 by Foursquare. So I think that's enough for design news. So why don't we go into today's topic? What is today's topic? I don't know, Jake. What is it? <laughs> I don't know so, how to phrase it. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what we're going to talk about is what I call self-care. Um, as creatives, as business owners, even as students, it is really important that your creativity, that your business, that your projects and your clients don't get in the way of taking care of yourself. So I thought we'd talk about a couple of ways that you and I try to make sure that that doesn't happen to us. Maybe some of the pitfalls we've run into when it does happen to us and what we've done to correct. Wow, let me try that word again. Correct those problems. So one of the downfalls, I think, with you and I owning our own businesses, working for ourselves, is working 24-7, or at least feeling like we work 24-7. So what do you do to make sure that that doesn't interfere with taking care of yourself? Uh, sometimes I actually may integrate my creative process with what I'm doing. Um, sometimes I'm staring into space thinking of like the approach for a logo or something. I don't do the 50 logo sketch approach. I try and think through what I want to do. So, you know, that may be a hike with my, uh, doggo or, um, just going out to the mall and just walking a bit and, and trying to absorb what's around me, thinking through a creative process. Um, I also think through an approach to something. So breaking down bits, uh, a project into little bits, but again, that's making sure I'm at least getting my physical health taken care of while I'm doing thinking on the creative side of things. Yeah, that is interesting that, I, I mean, we, we had local project that you and I worked together on and I actually 
kind of did that myself where I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm having kind of a crazy day. I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to read the creative brief and then I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to listen to some music. Um, like you said, absorb what's around me, but I'm going to take care of my physical health while I think of same thing, think of some creative ideas. And then when I came back to my desk, I was able to sit down and say, okay, this is how I want to get started. So it was kind of using my self-care steps to help generate the creativity. I think another thing that I do is I try to make sure that I kind of have a good schedule. We don't work nine to five. Most freelancers, most creative business owners don't work nine to five. But it is important to say, okay, at some point you need to end your day and you need to take care of yourself. What do you do to make sure that you stick to that schedule that you say, okay, this is the time that I'm going to end. And so what do you do to make sure that you're not working 16 hour days? <laughs> so I actually bookend my day around my meals. Um, I've been on this pretty consistent dietary uh, adventure. And part of, part of uh, what I need to do is meal planning. Um, and so I bookend my day pretty much with around my, my closing meal for, for the day. And I may start it with a breakfast that's out of the house as well. Um, so I actually start, end my day and kind of end my massive creative process. I may do light things afterwards with just starting to cook. I cook everything by hand. I don't really use packaged meal stuff. I, you know, I, I approach things with knowing what all the ingredients are, trying to create a recipe, um, just from what I've got. So um, it's a good habit to um, just separate yourself from your computer, walk away, and, you know, uh, for me, my therapy is cooking. Yeah, and I'm, you know I'm very much the same way. I think there's something about being a creative that you and I both know creative goes right into cooking. Cooking is about being creative as well. It's interesting because what you talked about with habits, I mean, I think that's part of taking care of yourself is developing those good habits. So yeah, it's good to make sure that you're eating the meals that you need, that you are eating. Because I think that's something that especially college students and people just starting out with freelance businesses or even people that are established have a tendency to get into the mind zone of, hey, I'm working on a project, I'm creative. Basically, it's got the creative flow. I'm working really hard. And then it's six hours later and they haven't eaten anything and they're wondering why they feel bad. And I think it's important to say, okay, whether you do meal prep and say, okay, I'm going to have a meal prepped so that I can just cook it really quickly and then get back to what I need to do. But you're still taking that time to make sure that you take care of yourself and, and have that meal. Along the same lines of having that habit, for me, for example, is I have a client of mine, friend of mine, who is a gym buddy of mine. And he and I have made a commitment to each other to go to the gym four to five days a week in the morning before the day really starts. And so what we do is we meet at seven o'clock, we work out from seven to eight thirty, and I come home and I'm at my desk by nine o'clock. That happens for me four to five days a week. 
Now, it's important that you don't lean on that gym buddy too much and you're still committed to yourself and say, if that person can't go, I can go and I'm still going to keep that habit going. And I think that's the thing. It's, it's a habit. It's, it's keeping that routine and doing the same things so that you're taking care of yourself. Because I come out of that and I feel more energized. I feel healthier. I got a more positive outlook and I feel more creative. So I think it's important to have that gym routine. And it doesn't have to be specifically a gym routine. It could be, like you said, going for a walk with your dog, going for a hike, just getting away from your desk. Um, Another self-care thing I'll tell you is make sure you're drinking a lot of water. Make sure you're drinking a lot of something that is healthy because ironically, the more of that you drink, the more often you're going to get up from your desk. And that's because the more water you drink, the more often you got to pee. So you're going to get up and you're going to stretch your legs and you're going to go to the bathroom. That, and I, it's funny because I even have with my Apple Watch a thing that says stand up. And at first I thought, you know, this is really dumb. Like, do I need this to tell me this? Well, I'll be honest with you, when I'm working four hours on a project and this thing buzzes, it reminds me to, hey, think about getting off your butt and standing up for a second and, and walk around your office for a few minutes and stretch your legs. So it's, it's important to do those things. And yes, it's important to be in your creative zone and really be zoned and, and have the flow working, but don't allow yourself to have only that. The other thing is have something other than your business, other than your school projects, other than your side creative projects that you're working on. What do you do socially? Are you going out and hanging out with friends? Are you finding other things to do? What do you do that helps you be more social and helps you have the things that would get you away from the computer or get you away from work to kind of separate yourself? Like, what do you do to do that? I play with man dolls. Interesting. I should and elaborate, huh? I, I would ask you to, please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the I, I actually play a bunch of different war games, board games, or role-playing games. Um, more so the war games lately. So I play Warhammer 40k on the regular basis about once a week. Um, it's a good time to reconnect with my brother. Uh, it's one thing that kind of ties us together, hang out and uh, have some fun, catch up. It's a beer and pretzels game, except for I'm not drinking beer right now. Um, there's board games. You know, it's a good way to connect with um, other couples that, you know, are our age. It's something that uh, ties me to my fiance. Um, and then um, it's just a way to kind of get away from everything that's creative to, to unhinge your mind from the projects and the grind that we do day to day because you're more focused on the rules of the game or, or the strategies and whatever, you, you, you can stop thinking about being creative for a little bit or, or think of it in another way. Yeah, I mean, I, one of the things that I, I try to do is if I've got friends that call me and say, hey, can you, I have a lot of friends that will call me last minute and say, hey, can you go to lunch or hey, can you go to dinner? Sometimes it works out, I can do that. Most of the time, no, because I've got a to-do list that I've already set up a schedule for. 
but I'll make sure to say to them, hey, you know, let's schedule it for a couple days from now, or let's schedule it for the end of the week, so that I have, one, I have that to look forward to. Two, again, it separates me from work, and I try to make it with people that are not directly related to my business, because I have a lot of friends that are that do stuff with me, like you and I are friends, and we do the podcast and stuff. Well, this is something that helps us separate from doing grind of design work. It's still work because we're trying to produce content and stuff like that. So I try to find people that I'm friends with that I can have conversations about other stuff other than work. Um, other thing you need to really think about is be careful about burnout. Burnout can be really, really tough to recover from. And you need, and it's something that comes with experience. You start to realize it's happening, and you kind of have to take a step back and say, "Okay, if I keep going this path, it's going to be really bad, and it's I'm not going to be happy with my situation." I mean, I've I've been through it. I've had burnout where I've looked at my computer and I said, "Okay, you are not being turned on. I'm not dealing with you. I'm not answering my phone, and I'm going to go hide under the covers for two or three days." That doesn't help. What do you do to help prevent burnout? Or if you feel that starting to come on, what do you do to kind of get away from that happening to you? I mean, my most immediate answer is I quit. <laughs> but that's because <laughs> I was approaching burnout with, um, you know, just working for someone else day to day. It just became a grind. So... You may have to change your situation if it's that level of burnout where you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you can start setting up a pathway to improving your situation and just see that, that light. Um, and working towards that end goal kind of can help override that burnout because you're now seeing a path and a target that you want to work towards. That is how I dealt with my approaching burnout at that point. Um, so it's just kind of taking a step back, uh, both mentally and physically, from where what's causing that burnout. Um, I would like to bring up also Tawny's uh, post from April 20th about the uh, hierarchy of needs. Um, Tawny runs Endeavor Creative, and she had this very colorful chart that she had posted. And you want to make sure you're hitting those base physiological needs at the bottom where, of this pyramid, where it is making sure that you have food, water, shelter, sleep. You know, those are the most base needs that we have. Once you get those taken care of, you work your way up this uh, ladder. But they also if as you fulfill these needs you'll feel better within yourself and you may be working a lot a lot more than you worked for say you're working for someone else but it doesn't feel as much like work um or if you if you see more reward for the time that you're putting in that also helps too yeah absolutely so in summary it really comes down to when you're dealing with self-care it is about getting enough sleep it is about having a a work life balance i mean i hate that term but it is it's about making sure that work isn't everything all the time it's about making sure you eat right taking care of your body because you take care of your body it takes care of your mind 
and it allows you to be more focused. It's about just drinking enough water and taking care of that part of you. It's about socializing and having good friends around you. It really comes into taking a step back, as you said, and really looking at the big picture and saying, am I take care, taking care of myself? If you ever get in a situation where you really feel like you're going down a bad path, whether it's a dark path or whether it's just being burned out, don't be afraid to reach out to people, to reach out to friends, to reach out to professionals. If it's really bad, reach out to professionals. Don't let yourself dig a hole that is so hard to get out of. I know it's there's such a thing in society about talking about depression or talking about not being yourself 100%. Don't allow that to stop you from doing what you need to do to take care of yourself. Talk to the right people. Do what you need to do so that you can be more healthy and you can be more creative. Because if you want to be a creative, creatives are very emotional. They're very in their thoughts. Don't be afraid to talk to people. I think that's really, really important. Well, let's jump into rookie recommendations. So what do you have this week? So I'm going to have a few things as they come up uh, for recommendations from the trade show that I went to. Um, starting out, uh, one of the... Whoa, 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 whoa. What the... We got to talk about that. Oh, we can't leave on. these people in limbo. <laughs> we totally forgot to talk about Oh, yeah, yeah. We went so... to... The How Trade Show floor. Let us know what that was like. How Design Live. Now, I would have liked to perhaps have been in some of the seminars, and I'm sure we'll see some feedback as to what was taught um, within those seminars. But um, having gone to the show um, and having seen a lot larger shows in that same space, I, I guess my expectations were met if not a little lower uh so i set up so that i would at least go for a four hour period and i only had the exhibit hall pass so that's what i went to and i only needed two hours so, so it wasn't as it wasn't as big as you had expected it to be no i mean i've been to a bridal show that had more vendors that being said i did get some really good quality connections um and I had some really good conversations. Uh, the gamut of people seemed to be print vendors, uh, packaging vendors, uh, workflow vendors that were kind of too large for uh, individual companies. So, you know, they, they had more enterprise level workflows, um, which is interesting because I think the target audience, especially amongst how is, I don't know, I could be wrong. Uh, individuals that are creatives rather than company-wide and you know people but I may be entirely wrong on that I also learned uh, met with um, some people that some had some color software and there were job placement agencies um, and I, I connected with all of these people on a different level whether it's people I can provide services to people that can help me place uh, people to help support me or um, you know, there was one place looking for content creators, uh, which I look forward to exploring. Um, my web host was there, which is going to be my recommendation. And, um, you know, I've got a few pictures to post as well. There was some good designs in the uh, awards section as well. 
Okay, cool. You're going to send some of that stuff to me and we can post it on the, yeah. the show notes? Yeah. Okay. Because some of those people do deserve to be celebrated for the work that they've done. Um, how, how as a magazine was, they had one issue, which I actually will be sending you some gifts uh, as well, Jake. So you'll, Woo-hoo. you know, you can kind of see some of the stuff that was going out. Um, but I'm not sure if we're on a downward curve for this con or if um boston's not the right place or if the heinz isn't the right location i think um more of a hotel convention space would have been much more appropriate given the size of the audience that i saw um that's that's my thoughts initially i'm just i i I help run a convention and i just think of these things constantly when i'm attending one so if you're out there and you're listening to this and you actually went to how as well and maybe went to some of the sessions and and did that, let us know what you think because I'm kind of curious as well because I know how at one time was one of the go-to conferences for design and I get the feeling it's not as much that as it used to be. Now, I've never been to a HAL conference. I know a lot of the individuals that go and and do sessions and stuff. I've seen them in other conferences that I go to. But I I do get the same feeling from the outside that it is not as big as it used to be. So, but again, if you've been to HAL or you went to HAL this year, reach out to us and let us know what you thought. So what is your recommendation? So... The recommendation that I have is actually HostGator. They are the site that I use for Holy Carp Design to host the site. They're always up, so far as I know, I'm unless it goes down for patches when I'm sleeping. <laughs> um, they have integrated uh, WordPress and other extensions and other ways to host. Um, FTPing in is easy for me as a print designer. Uh, just the whole workflow and back-end stuff is pretty easy, plus they're very cost-effective. Um, I think I pay $11 a month for my hosting, and it's, you know, that's that's a really good price for that. Um, plus, they had a really cool, cute blue alligator plushie that they had for their swag, and so now I have an alligator that my dog might eat. Yes, your dog will probably eat that, which I... I laugh because one of the things that you said in a previous podcast is that you wanted something like my hustle mode pillow that I have behind me in our video, and now you do. Now you have a alligator. So we'll have to post a picture of that alligator. Yes. And I know you were saying to me that you have or you will have a affiliate link for that so we will put that in the show notes if we can get that all straightened out and that way if you click on that yes we do it's an affiliate link so yes we do get some kind of kickback on that and if you do use that we appreciate it so my recommendation this week is facebook recommendations that may sound a little strange but let me explain what happened So I have a project that I work on every year that is a design for awards for a 65 and older Shining Stars Awards. And basically it's 
people who are 65 and older in the community that have given back to their community, have done really nice things for the community, and they're nominated by the community, and then a panel of judges votes on them, and then they decide who gets an award. Well, I design the award. The award is on metal or aluminum, which is kind of really cool. And I'll actually post a photo in the show notes of one of the awards. But I have... I've worked with this client for several years, and I have wooden stands that go with these awards. I'm good at dealing with the getting them printed, doing the design, getting them printed, and doing the award part, but I don't have somebody that does woodworking. So I needed somebody that could actually do these stands for me. And so what I did is I actually used the Facebook recommendations feature and put in there that, hey, I have this project, I need this done for a client of mine, is anybody interested? And what it does is it goes out and it literally says, hey, I need a recommendation. And it's a very blatant, give me suggestions type of post. And it's the first time I've used it and it actually worked pretty good. And I've gotten a couple people who I plan to reach out to to say, hey, is this something you can do? Possibly meet with them. And you can keep it very localized is what I liked. Is you're not saying, hey, I want recommendations. And all of a sudden, I'm in New York and somebody in California is like, hey, I could do these for you, which does me no good. I was able to keep it actually localized even to my city. And so it's it's really cool. It's a, It's a cool feature. It's something that I've never used before. But I would say you could even use it, and I've seen it used for people who are like, hey, I need a designer, or hey, I need a web designer. But say you and I are working on a project, and we need a videographer. There's nothing wrong with going on Facebook and and using a Facebook recommendation angle and saying, hey, I need a videographer. Now, you're going to get a whole bunch of people that are going to make suggestions, whether they link to a page, a Facebook page or a website or an individual, but at least that gives you almost like a referral base to start with, and then you can kind of vet from there. So I thought I, I would actually use that because it first time I used it was this week, and it seemed to work really well. So if you're a Facebook user, check it out and see if it's something that maybe you could use in the future. People use it for restaurants, for doctors, dentists, lawyers. Um, they go on vacation somewhere. They're like, hey, I'm going here. Can you give me recommendations on what to do? So it's, it's kind of a, a neat interactive feature that they added. So is there anything else? Sorry for the pregnant pause. I can't think of anything else. Okay. Well, then I will go into my spiel on where you can find us. Show notes for Rookie Designer are rookiedesigner.com slash rd161. You can find us at rookiedesigner.com. There you can find the links to subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, and also the RSS feed that you can then put into any other type of podcast app to be able to get the shows. Shows come out every week at 12 noon on Monday. So be sure to subscribe so that you can get that episode as soon as it comes out. You can also find us on anchor.fm where I upload the shows. That actually has a call-in feature, which is really cool. So if you're interested in leaving us feedback or have a question for us and you're an Anchor user, be sure to use that call-in feature. I check that 
probably every few days just to see if somebody is using that feature and maybe we'll play your question or your feedback on the show. You can also find us on Facebook at Rookie Designer, on Twitter at Rookie Designer. And I think that's going to be it for this week. It was good talking to you guys. Good talking to you, Carl. And remember, everyone's a rookie before they're an all-star. Mm-hmm.